Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today we are talking about food. We are talking about some of the foods I love that love me back, some of my very favorite summer meals that are easy and also fat loss friendly. For those of you who are newer to the show, I'm not a fan of meal plans and food lists. What I'm a fan of is helping you find the foods that you love that satisfy you, that manage your hunger, that you look forward to eating, that are aligned with your goals. And while there are absolutely some basic principles for energy, for fat loss, for health, the specific foods that you choose, well, I think that should be your choice based on what you love and enjoy. Otherwise, you're just doing what somebody else tells you to do, just like a diet, and we all know how well those work in the long term. So today I'll be sharing some of my very favorite fat loss friendly summer meals and I'll be linking up to the recipes on the show notes over at primalpotential.com. And while we're on the subject of show notes, there seems to be a lot of confusion that surprises me and it's because I'm too close to it. Like I'm too close to it to, to see and understand why people are having trouble finding the show notes. So maybe maybe some of you can tell me why, why that's confusing. Because to me, um, what you're going to do is you're going to go to primalpotential.com and there are like four big tabs along the top, like options, buttons, and one of them says podcast. When you click that, you go to a page that's primalpotential.com forward slash podcast, and there's a bunch of show titles on it. There's 10 per page, and there's bazillions of pages. And all of those titles, you can click them. They have an episode number and a title, like it'll say, you know, 207, whatever 207 was. And when you click that, you land on the show notes page. That's the show notes page. What it usually includes is a short, a short summary and then an audio player so that you can play it right there from that page, an option to download the episode if you want to, and then below that, there's usually some bullet points or takeaways from the show, and then there's resources where I'll link to um, either books I've mentioned or previous episodes that I've mentioned. So if there's still confusion after that, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying I think I'm too close to it to understand what the confusion is. So if somebody can help me, that'll be great because then we can eliminate the confusion and it won't be there anymore. Before we talk about food, I want to circle back to something I mentioned the other day. At some point last week, I was talking about Ascend, the first ever Primal Potential Transformation Weekend that's happening in Nashville, uh, downtown Nashville in November, the 3rd through the 5th. And I asked you guys, if you could get one thing out of Ascend, hypothetically, one thing that makes you say, that totally changed my life. Now I, you know, now I can really move forward. That removed a huge barrier. I can crush everything. What would that thing be for you? 
I got so much amazing feedback. I talked to a lot of you on the phone. That feedback was so valuable in helping me put together the elements and finalize the agenda. I have no interest in putting together all of this event on my own. I think it's better when I'm working with you guys to say, all right, talk to me about the struggles. Talk to me about the challenges. Talk to me about what you're afraid of, what you struggle with most, right? What would make the biggest difference in your journey? When we work together, in my opinion, that's where the brilliance is. And I really think that's a big part of what makes primal potential primal potential. It's not just me from the pulpit insisting that I know what you need and you just have to get on my bandwagon. We're both in the trenches. We're figuring it out together. And I think that's so powerful. So I thought it was only fair that I give you a little bit more of a sneak peek into what's happening because so much of this is happening right with you. And then we'll talk about food, my favorite thing. When you own a business and you do new things, which this this weekend event is a new thing, which I'm crazy excited about, but you got to make some tough decisions, some strategic decisions to allow it to happen, right? And the first time around, that one of those strategic decisions was to make this first Primal Potential Weekend a ladies-only event, okay? One of the other strategic decisions was to not have it be limited to that weekend. So the event, Ascend, begins before it begins. In the four weeks prior to the event, because yeah, I get it, we only have all day Friday and all day Saturday together and then Thursday night, um, but I want to do more work than that. So in the four weeks prior to the event, I will be sending you challenges and activities to complete before you come. See, I want to be helping you do the work to at least document what is going on when you struggle. What is going on when you make choices that aren't aligned with your goals and what's happening afterwards? What is going on when you're in a funk or when you're not motivated and what is happening afterwards? I don't expect you to change it on your own, but in the four weeks before the event, we are going to gather the data that we need so that we can mine that data together for your unique action plan. So it's not based on your recollection of what's going on when you have a hard time. We're going to collect that that data when you're actually having a hard time. Then there's the weekend itself. And and honestly, I'm like buzzing with excitement about it. It will be epic. I can't even count the number of hours I have put into figuring out the things that I want to do and what I want them to do for you, for your life, for that weekend. And moving forward, the workbooks that you will get will be tools that you can use for the rest of your life. They will be unique to you and everyone will leave changed, including me, which is awesome, right? Because I'm always learning and growing here. And it's not over when it's over. So it begins before it begins and it's not over when it's over because I am 1000% committed to what will work for you. And not just what'll be helpful because I can do that from here with the podcast. What will be truly transformative and change everything for you moving forward. I know those are strong, bold claims and I believe it with everything that I am I am pouring myself into this event, into what happens before for you, what happens during for you, and what happens after for you. So if you want more of the details, please go back and listen to episode 203, where I first talked about the event and who should be there. And then if you want all the ticketing information and the frequently asked questions, just go to primalpotential.com 
forward slash ascend, primalpotential.com forward slash send, A-S-C-E-N-D. There are FAQs there, and I would be happy to talk through any other questions you have that you can't find answers to there, including, yes, you will get a t-shirt. I've gotten that question a lot. Yes, there will be t-shirts and they will be cool. So let's talk about food now, okay? When I was on a diet, I hated almost everything that I ate, right? I was eating dried out chicken breasts and egg white omelets that tasted nothing except like the salt that I poured over them, pasty oatmeal, everything else looked better than what I was eating. And that's why I found myself over restricting with this crappy food and then predictably overindulging on just about anything, whether it was worth it or not, goldfish crackers, hostess cupcakes, you name it, because anything looked better than the crap I was forcing myself to eat. And a long time ago, I wrote a blog about this, about what I see as the inverse relationship between deprivation and temptation, okay? So the more deprived we feel, the more tempted we are by everything around us. The less you enjoy your food, the lower the bar is for anything to appeal to you. I used to eat candy bars I didn't even like because a crappy candy bar was better than the boring, bland, gross, healthy food that I was eating. And you might think, well, isn't that an argument for eating lots of treats so that you don't feel deprived? I would say no. It's an argument for eating foods you really love that make you feel amazing so that you don't feel deprived. I structure my meals so that I enjoy every freaking bite. It's not a deprivation to eat fat loss friendly foods when you're eating fat loss friendly foods that you love, when you're preparing them in a way that you really, really love. So it might be a call for you to redefine what an indulgence is, right? Some of my favorite fat loss friendly foods are avocado and salmon and bacon and bison. And when I'm eating those things, I don't feel deprived at all. And that's what I want you to create. So hopefully these ideas for you today, they aren't a script, they aren't a meal plan, they aren't a food list. They're to get you thinking about, ooh, how could I do that in a way that I would really love? Or what are some similar elements that I could use that would create a meal that would feel really like an indulgence while also being fat loss friendly, right? The other thing I'll say is, I am not a chef. I am hardly a cook. When I eat, I want to eat right away. I don't want to spend an hour. Heck, I don't want to spend 30 minutes chopping and preparing. And I certainly don't want to follow a complicated recipe with obscure ingredients that I have to buy that I'll only use once or twice. So these meal ideas that I'm going to share with you, they meet some important criteria. I love them and look forward to eating them. That's why I do. They're quick. They're easy, they don't require obscure ingredients, and of course, they are fat loss friendly. I find them to be really good for the summer because I'm not doing, and I know we have global listeners, but here in the States, it is summer, so I'm not doing a lot of heavy dishes. I'm definitely not making hot soups and things like that in the summer when the weather is warmer. One thing I'm really loving right now is what I call fish tacos, except to be fair, there's not really much about them that usually resembles a taco. I did recently move to the coast where there is an abundance of awesome seafood, but I'll be the first one to say it's expensive. 
which is why seven out of 10 times I use fish from Sizzlefish. Quick word on Sizzlefish, and I will link them up in the show notes now that hopefully everybody knows where the show notes are. They are a North Carolina-based company, and they sell high-quality fish. The cool thing about it, in addition to being affordable and high-quality, is that they they put it in individual fillets, so individual serving sizes in vacuum-sealed packs. You buy it online, they mail it to you in a styrofoam cooler with dry ice, so when it arrives to you, it's frozen, right? And then you put it in the freezer and it stays frozen, and then I'll just pull out one fillet and put it in the fridge to thaw it out. I love it because it's affordable, because they have a wide variety of options and the different types of fish that you can get. It's always delicious. I've enjoyed every single piece of fish I've had from them. And the single serving thing works for me because I cook for one and I don't like leftover fish. And I also don't like wasting money on, you know, food that I'm not going to eat or I'm going to let it spoil in the fridge or whatever else. When it comes to fish tacos, I'm a big fan of white fish. So haddock, cod. I very rarely use tilapia, even though I'll be the first one to say tilapia is super cheap. It tends to be farm raised and pretty low quality. And I also don't find it very flavorful. So for tacos, it's usually a haddock or cod. And I'll typically take a small pan, like maybe six inches in diameter, put some olive oil in it, let it heat up, and then drop the fish fillet in there, put some salt on it. Boom, done. To me, one of the best parts about fish tacos is that the fish fillet doesn't have to be pretty, right? Like, I'm not a chef, so I'm not exactly, you know, creating award-winning fillets of fish in the appearance category. So it's totally fine if it starts to fall apart because it's going to be torn apart anyway. So then I'll put it either on a bed of lettuce with pico And now that I just said that word, pico, I remember there were some of our international listeners who were like, what's pico? So basically salsa. So I'll take the the fish and then I'll just put it over lettuce, add some salsa, add some guacamole. Sometimes I'll do lettuce cups. But if I do that, then I really want it to be like more substantial so that it's not just like this big, huge lettuce cup with a little bit of fish and salsa and guac. Um, So sometimes I'll put cauliflower rice in the lettuce cup and wrap it up that way. But I'll be the first one to say the lettuce cups usually tear and I end up usually eating it with a fork and shredding it all together. But if you can make lettuce cups work, more power to you. So it's usually whitefish over a salad or cauliflower rice with things like cilantro, salsa, guacamole. But of course, you can make them however you want. If you want the more authentic taco feel, the more tortilla kind of um, treatment, I love and find they're pretty easy to make. There is a recipe for cauliflower tortillas, tortillas made from basically cauliflower and egg and salt and pepper uh, from the Slim Palette Cookbook. And I will link that up in the show notes over on primalpotential.com. One quick last word about fish tacos. If you don't like fish, you can use any other protein of your choice, chicken, beef, whatever you want. The other thing that I am totally loving during the summer and really year round is spaghetti squash. I picked one up at the farmer's market last weekend and I'm really looking forward to cooking it up. Um, They last a while in the fridge too. So I I really like it when I can get some vegetables that I don't feel like the immediate pressure to use it before it goes bad. So that's always an upside of spaghetti squash for me. um, It's a very low risk of having it go bad. There, I've got two favorite meals with spaghetti squash, but let me say a word about this particular squash. Spaghetti squash is not a starchy vegetable. It's very light. It's very watery. And after you cook it, you scrape it out of the skin and it looks 
a lot like spaghetti, like long, thin strands of a very light, watery squash. Watery not in a bad way, just like very summer friendly um, because it's not dense and heavy. Now, common misconception for those who have not had spaghetti squash. This is not something you have to like put through a mandolin or a food processor. On its own, without you doing anything after you cook it, it automatically has this spaghetti-like treatment. This doesn't require special kitchen equipment. I didn't know that until I played around with it myself. So if that's what you were thinking, totally valid assumption. Um, so it's very light. The other thing is it's not very flavorful. It only has a mild squash flavor. And I say that because I'm actually not a big fan of squash, but I really love spaghetti squash because it's kind of like cauliflower in that it's pretty neutral and that makes it an awesome vehicle for whatever you are enjoying it with. Because I am very simple, I am not a chef, I'm hardly a cook, I always prepare my spaghetti squash in the same way. I cut it in half long ways and then scrape out the seeds like you would with a pumpkin. I drizzle it with a little bit of olive oil and salt and then I put it face down on the baking sheet and bake it. The temperature and time, you can Google it. The time will depend on the size of the squash and your preference too for if you want it more al dente or more tender. I'm pretty simple and I don't really do a lot of recipes. So when I use the oven, I just sort of put it on somewhere between 350 and 400 because I feel like that's a safe average for just about everything. And then I watch it. If I get distracted and it's collapsing in on itself, eh, well, too far. I'll eat it and enjoy it anyway. Then after you've cooked it, you scrape it out. I do this with a fork. Um, and that's when it's in that sort of spaghetti-like strand sort of um, texture. And then I love to just use that as the bed for a fresh tomato and basil marinara with some garlic and some ground meat, which is so simple and easy. I'll just like take ground meat and put it in a pan and then I have it for a week. I'll keep it in the fridge and just put it on top of whatever I'm having, whether it's a salad or it's the spaghetti squash. Um, and I find that to be super filling and flavorful and delicious. Another way that I'm really loving enjoying uh, spaghetti squash in the summer is with more of sort of like a pasta primavera preparation. Hold the pasta, of course. The spaghetti squash stands in for that. But I'll saute whatever seasonal veggies I have on hand. So oftentimes that's some garlic, some onions, maybe some zucchini, toss in some tomatoes at the very end. And I'll put that over the spaghetti squash with, a, say, a piece of chicken or a piece of the sizzle fish, right? Because the white fish is really mild and goes well with the vegetables, the spaghetti squash, and it is absolutely amazing. One of my other favorites that I can't get enough of this summer, actually all year round, true, uh, is salmon cakes. You guys, if you follow me on Instagram, see that I'm a huge fan of salmon cakes. And I will say this, when I make salmon cakes, I make them with canned wild caught salmon. You can make them with fresh salmon, but for whatever reason, and I can't exactly tell you why, I prefer to use canned salmon for salmon cakes versus fresh. I just haven't enjoyed them as much when I've made them with fresh. Don't get me wrong. If I'm having just a salmon filet, I do prefer it to be fresh. Although, in fairness, um, I, I love sizzlefish, which is frozen, but I don't, I'm, I'm not going to do much with canned salmon other than make camen, uh, salmon cakes. Camen sakes. No, that's wrong. Um, when I first started making salmon cakes, I used a recipe, and I recommend you do the same. Now I kind of wing it, but I will link up in the show notes to the recipe I started with, which is from the 21 Day Sugar Detox. Their salmon cake recipe is fantastic. Now I kind of wing it. Last night, I took a large can of wild-caught salmon, and I add some chopped green onions, an egg, a little Dijon mustard, um, and I made 
homemade patties. Most of them I put into the freezer, which is awesome because after five minutes of work, I'll have salmon cakes for days, which is an easy way to make me really happy. Um, but then I'll cook the ones I want to eat that night. And I just saute them like I do almost everything in a little bit of olive oil or you can do coconut oil. Just make sure when you're doing the coconut oil that you keep it over a lower heat because coconut oil has a lower smoke point. Um, and then I had the salmon cakes alongside broccolini. Vegetables are usually the bulk of my meal because I love them. They fill me up. They're great for hormone balance, especially those cruciferous vegetables like broccoli or broccolini, cabbage, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, that sort of thing. I almost always saute my vegetables. I enjoy them most that way. I don't prefer to roast them. That's just my personal preference. There's nothing magical about that. I just don't enjoy them as much. I do love grilling them, but I don't have a grill here yet. So to go along with my salmon cakes, I sauteed some garlic and some sun-dried tomatoes and olive oil, tossed in the broccolini until it was tender but not mushy. Say no to mushy vegetables. Actually, you can say yes to mushy vegetables if that's your thing. It's just not mine. This next one has been a recent discovery for me that I think will be a continuous passion. So I'm really obsessed with my local farmer's market. And when I first went, I found something that was new to me. I actually emailed my VIPs about this, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago. I found garlic scapes, which I had never found before. They don't look like garlic, but they do taste a lot like garlic. And they come from like the flower of the garlic. I don't know. So I asked the guy at the farmer's market, what do you do with these? And he said, they make an amazing pesto. And I was like, oh, pesto. I don't do pesto very often. Let's try it. So since then, I've found a bunch of uses for for this garlic scape pesto that I made but don't worry if you don't have garlic scapes you can toss in basil and a couple of cloves of garlic and you'll be good to go so don't be thinking that's an obscure ingredient don't worry not a thing um so I took these garlic scapes about 10 of them and I threw them in my Vitamix blender I'll link to the one I have over on the show notes so I took the 10 garlic scapes put them in the uh, in the Vitamix with about a half a cup of pistachios about a half a cup of Parmesan cheese, salt and pepper, and olive oil. Um, the pesto is incredible on top of chicken or as a dip for vegetables. You could thin it out by adding more oil and use it as a marinade. You could dial way back on the garlic scapes and the pistachios and the Parmesan and make it a salad dressing, right? It is incredible. So many ways to enjoy it. But like I said, if you don't have garlic scapes, who cares? Use basil leaves, add a little bit of garlic. You don't have to use pistachios. You could use walnuts. Don't be afraid to play with your food on your journey to finding foods you really love that are aligned with your goals. It would be totally un-American for me to not mention burgers as one of my favorite summer fat loss meals. I said I don't have a grill right now, but I do this a lot when I am eating out. It doesn't get much more simple or much more summer than a burger. And you don't have to do beef. There are a lot of people that shy away from burgers because they don't do beef. You can do chicken. You can do turkey. I love salmon burgers. I love bison burgers. And then think about how can I make this interesting? What would you really enjoy? I love bacon and avocado on my burgers. You could do all sorts of veggies. You could do um, caramelized onions. You could do um, portobello mushrooms. You could, the sky is the limit here. Do it so that you love it. Don't just make some bland, boring burger. If you love that, that's fine. Then it's not bland and boring to you. But don't think that just a plain meat patty is all you can do if you're trying to make good, fat loss friendly choices. No way. Find what you love. 
my, my clients probably get tired of uh, hearing me talk about my cabbage salad bowl. This started, and I'll link to the recipe that's up on the blog. This started as one of my favorite fat loss friendly breakfasts, but I often do it as a dinner. And basically, it's a big bowl of shredded raw cabbage. You can cook it if you prefer to cook it. I like the texture of it raw so long as it's shredded really finely. And I often just chop it really finely. You could also toss it in the food processor to kind of pulse it. Um, but basically, and I'll link to the recipe again, but what I do is I take about, really, if it's a small head of cabbage, I'll do like half of a small head of green cabbage, half of a small head of purple cabbage, shred it really finely, um, and then I will crumble up a couple of strips of bacon, and then I'll mash it all together with a half an avocado and two over easy eggs. So the avocado and the egg yolks really make this like creamy style dressing, and then you've got the cabbage, you've got the salty crunchy from the bacon. It is incredible, and I'll link up that recipe, but I often do that as a that's one of my favorite breakfast options, but I, I do it for dinner very regularly. And it's quick, it's easy, it's super, super filling and tons of flavor. Sometimes I'll even throw in a handful of walnuts or something like that if I want a little bit of extra something, something with it. And then simple, but totally summer friendly and always delicious, do something with like a chicken salad or an egg salad. I don't like mayonnaise, but I do love avocado and that adds so much moisture, it binds everything together. So whatever you have on hand, if you have leftover chicken, if you have a rotisserie chicken, if you wanna make some hard boiled eggs, Get some celery, some celery salt, a little Dijon mustard, avocado, whatever you have on hand. You can do tuna. You can do anything here. It stays well in the fridge. It travels well for work. You can add whatever flavors you want. You can put onions in there if you want to and you don't have anybody to make out with. There's so many awesome and easy summer fat loss friendly options, your food should not feel like you are missing out. And if it does, I want to challenge you to really revisit and at least try and do something exciting a few times a week so that you can start to build your arsenal of fat loss friendly meals you really, really love and enjoy. So let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. I already told you a lot of it. Started the day before my workout. I really wanted Greek yogurt. You guys know that I try not to do that all the time, but I did it yesterday. Just plain Greek yogurt, full fat with a little bit of um, cacao powder. And then after my workout, I had some hard boiled eggs with half an avocado and a couple of carrots from the farmer's market. I kept going back for more carrots. They were really good. And then dinner was the salmon cakes with the broccolini. And I actually added, there wasn't a lot of broccolini and I had to use it up because it was starting to get a little soft in the fridge. Um, so I added some Brussels sprouts to that and it was amazing. So for these recipes, go over to the show notes, primalpotential.com. You'll see the big podcast tab on the top. When you click that, you will see the most recent 10 episodes. You can see all the other ones by clicking the numbered pages at the bottom. But when you click on the episode title or episode number, it takes you right to the show notes page and you will find um, these food ideas and recipes where I have them for you. So hope that helps. Hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you back soon with another episode. Take care, guys. Are you ready? To move beyond listening and learning and really change your life, really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks, I want to do that 
with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See JDPower.com awards for 2022 details.